Hello, hello. Welcome to Switch Flicks, the show where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Hysam. And with me today is a special guest, a man who's so serious, Majid Radwan. How are you doing, Majid? I'm good. I'm good. Do you want to know how I got these scars? It was a shaving accident. The rules of the podcast are simple. We're going to review a movie and one of us is going to have to love it and one of us is going to hate it. Who does what is determined by the flip of a coin. Coin? of fate. <gasps> the catch is that any given point we can use the switch to change positions. So, if you loved it, you have to hate it, and if you hated it, you now have to love it. Spoilers as always. Today we're going to review the modern classic The Dark Knight. Let us begin with our patented one breath synopsis. Majid, I have sent you a synopsis mm. uh, of the film. You have to do it in one breath. Okay. Let's see if you're better than uh, Omar at it. The Dark Knight is a 2008 superhero film directed by Christopher Nolan based on the DC comic character Batman. The second, the film is the second installment of Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogy and a sequel to 2005's Batman Begins starring Christian Bale and supported by Heath Ledger. In the film, Bruce Wayne, Batman, Police Lieutenant James Gordon, and District Attorney Harvey Dent form an alliance to dismantle organized crime in Gotham City. <laughs> but are menaced by an anarchist mastermind known as the Joker who seeks to undermine Batman's influence and throw the city into anarchy. I'm not better. You aren't better. Omar, where are you? Where are you, Emma? I'm now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, then you love the Dark Knight. If it lands on tails, you hate it. Here goes nothing. Heads, you love the Dark Knight. Of course, and uh, rightfully so. I don't think anyone actually hates The Dark Knight because it's one of uh, the most beautiful films ever done. Absolutely not. Uh, the Dark Knight is a travesty of a film. Uh, you know, I think that it should be shoved down into a cave of some sort and never be seen again. You know, for a Batman movie, this movie doesn't even have a lot of Batman in it. I actually disagree with you. It's all about Batman, right? It's Joker is trying to test Batman's personality, whether he would kill or not. That is his basic principle. Yeah, I would kill this Batman, just so you know, right? Christian Bale, I want to bail out of this film is what I say. How, <laughs> How dare you say such a thing? What, so what, you prefer Val Kilmer's rendition oh, well, with the whole nipple yeah, suit well, and everything? Val Kilmer, George Clooney, you know, these are my Batman, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Heath Ledger, you know, I would rather stand on a ledge and jump off and commit suicide or die just like Heath Ledger did, wow. okay, than watch this film uh, again. Way too soon, buddy, way too soon. <laughs> ah, it's, it's been too long. It's been, how long has it been? 12 years. It's 12 been like years. 12 it's been years. 12 years, yes. It's been 12 years. Yeah, it's almost legal aged, you know? No, not even close, actually. Oh, this is a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 is not legal? No, no. 13 is only legal in Japan. I might have to make some phone calls. I think you got to move. Uh, but what were you saying? What was I saying? You were talking about something about how uh, Christian Bale's the best Batman. Yeah, he is the best Batman. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think what he did was he showed the more serious side of Batman, but not in a more um, mainstream way. You know, you get to really see his psyche. 
uh, as, you know, Bruce Wayne turning into Batman, as opposed to all the other ones who are like, oh, I'm afraid of bats, and then now I guess I'm going to wear a cape. Yeah, but what about that Batman voice does his thing, you know? It's like... <laughs> that, like I think it worked wonderfully thing. for the character, and he understood that a voice that is menacing is important. It's not a menacing... It sounds like he, you know... Has George Clooney sounded like he was swooning over other people. Are you kidding me? But Yeah, but... George Clooney, okay? He has that chocolatey voice. That sexy, chocolatey. That's the Batman that I want. I want to see the hard nipples on the suit. I want to see the the campiness of Batman. I don't want the super gritty, serious Batman. You know what I'm saying? So if I come to you, right, as you're trying to rob a store and I go like, hey, you should stop that. You would really, like, be intimidated and stop robbing that store? Yeah, absolutely. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bat- You're just a man whore. I thought you were. <laughs> He's Batman. I'm Batman, if you know what I'm talking about, if he talks to me like that. Right? Like, I want to see... I mean, you see a man in latex. Let's, let's get real. You see a man in latex with that chin, and he talks to you like that. Like, of course, riddle me this. Would you not take your pants off? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's the Batman's objective. You know, the Joker was the perfect villain uh, to kind of uh, show him uh, whether he's worthy to protect the city or not. Switch. A true film connoisseur would suggest that uh, the movie was just horrible in a sense where you keep jumping from, uh, what, what was her name, Rachel? They change one Rachel to another, right? And they never mention that in the movie whatsoever, right? What was who was the first one? Uh, I forgot her name. Tom Cruise's wife, Uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah, that girl, right? It was Katie Holmes, and there was a love thing that was happening. Their kids, and I don't know what. Then they took Maggie Gyllenhaal, to replace her. Some of the statement of the the worst. It was the worst. Maggie Gyllenhaal is a terrible actress, right? And she ruined the whole story of Batman. Maggie Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal, the two Gyllenhaal siblings, okay? They should be in the Gyllenhaal of fame for being some of the best actors of all called their home, and they should stay there. I agree with you on that. Katie Holmes should stay home, which is what happened, okay? And they put the Maggie Gyllenhaal in this film, who gives just such, like, a performance, an emotional performance, right? When Batman has to choose who to save, does he choose Harvey Dent, the White Knight, or does he choose Maggie Gyllenhaal? I was at the edge of my seat. I was in tears. I wanted him to save both of them. And that's what this film does. It makes you, puts you in the position of Batman to make the hard choices. We are, you know, you're distracting us, okay, from what is possibly the best part of The Dark Knight, and that is Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh my God, cry me a river. A performance that is, you know, one of the greatest performances of all time, Oscar-winning performance that will never be matched by hacks like Joxin Phoenix, Joxin, whatever his name is. Joaquin. Hawkins Phoenix, okay? (laughs) Sounds like you're ordering something at Starbucks. (laughs) Jacunis. Jacunis. With an extra vanilla pot. Okay, whatever his name is, or by, who's the other guy? Jared Jared Leto, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever their names is. Uh, He did such an amazing performance, a performance that took his life. Yeah, by just smacking his lips constantly. That's all he kept doing. And it's the worst. Like, all you heard was, do you want to know how I got these scars? 
You want to know how I did this? It was terrible. Are you kidding me? All I saw was just a man in terrible makeup, right, trying to make such a deep and profound point. You know, let's be honest. The only reason why I got an Oscar was it was a pity win. That's what it was, right? The most successful thing that any artist can do is die, right? That happened with Heath Ledger. That happened with Michael Jackson. That happened with Bukowski. Van Gogh, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Okay, I don't know who this Van Gogh actor is or this Bukowski <laughs> actor. Okay, where, where, I don't know. Where Are they like in like Western, they, they were in Clint Eastwood movies maybe? I, I, uh, whatever these, okay. Uh, you don't have to come up with your fancy names uh, to, you know, come off as smart. I know, you know, great artists like Heath Ledger, Maggie Gyllenhaal. These oh, are the great artists <laughs> of our time, Right. And they put up such an amazing... It's a performance that is still in pop culture now. It's it's a performance that has tainted our world. It is a performance that is over the top and disgusting. You know who did a great Joker performance? Jared Leto. He gave us a different performance of this Joker. This douchebag Joker. Uh, what, What a unique perspective for Joker. Heath Ledger did nothing. Uh, he needs to go back to Brokeback Mountain and fuck the other Hall. And then let's talk about the directing of this film. Okay? By Christopher Nolan. One of the greatest directors uh, alive. He has changed cinema. He's changed superhero cinema. He made this movie dark. He made it gritty. He made it uh, grounded. He made this movie a crime thriller that Scorsese would be proud of. You were against, weren't you? Was I against? <laughs> Let's talk. I was about to say, yeah, I actually yeah. agree on this. It's great. Let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about the hack that is Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, tell me. Tell yeah. me how bad. Nolan is. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the hack that is Christopher Nolan. He puts the no back in Nolan. Uh, he is one of the worst directors of all time, using things that are just confusing plot and making a superhero gritty and grounded. No, it's supposed to be super. Superhero Nolan. Super. DC was not successful up until Christopher Nolan came into play, right? He did a wonderful trilogy, right? First, understanding who the character is, which is Batman, and then solidifying himself within the community. You see what I'm saying? And Nolan did a wonderful masterpiece to showcase how everyone can be Batman. Everybody can't be Batman. Okay, I've tried. I have. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the beginning of the scene, right? That was the beginning of the movie where they everyone was trying to be the next Batman. I put on I put on hockey pads and went out on the streets of Karama. Okay? I did it. I You were just beating innocent people, right? That's not what Batman was all about. Tell me where she is Where are they? Where are they? They're just slapping them. Uh, Where's who? (laughs) Where are they? No. But okay, here's the thing, okay? So I think what Christopher uh Nolan has done is that he has uh, made a movie that is just boring, right? That's I think that's that's the main thing. 
there are no memorable set pieces, no great action pieces. It's a Batman movie. Where are the action pieces? Where's the kung fu? Batman, greatest detective of all time. You know, if he was such a great detective, maybe we should find the plot of this movie because it's such got it's such a confused plot where like so many things happen. What were you confused about in this movie exactly? I feel like that was very direct without saying, "Oh, I need to stop this guy because he's bad and he's stopping the community." There's so many plot holes, right? Like, what Joker's plan makes no sense. He's like constantly. He's an anarchist. That's exactly the whole point. It's not about the money. It's about sending out a message. No. He literally said that in the movie. What kind of clown doesn't care about money? Okay, he's a ba- every clown. <laughs> <laughs> Clowns are known to be some of the most money-minded people. Why do you think so many of them sit in a car at the same time? Okay, they want to save on petrol. Okay, <laughs> car. Clowns and jokers care about money. <laughs> okay. And so, like I said, this movie is full of uh, plot holes. Harvey Dent, on a dime, uh, turning into the bad guy. He turns into Two-Face. He's the good guy. How did he turn into a bad guy? Like, it's so sudden. You know, and it's got too many bad guys, this movie. No, it made absolute sense, right? He was that white knight that was trying to protect Gotham from all evil. But then once he started realizing that Batman couldn't do much, right? And if anything, he actually killed his lover, right? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, he what do you reala- think of Maggie Gyllenhaal? She's as an a act- great actress, actually. I think she was uh, one of the, uh, you know, the foundations of acting. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that this movie wastes Maggie Gyllenhaal. It wastes Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman, two of our oldest and best old actors, uh, uh, in roles that are completely thankless. Uh, Michael Caine does his whatever, that one speech about, uh, you know, uh, people who just want to watch the world burn or whatever that everybody kind of kind of knows. Uh, and again, it's just it's just wasted actor after wasted actor in boring set pieces in a plot that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, even you know, in terms of the Batman mythology, right? Uh, it kind of screws up the plot, even in that case, because you know he goes into retirement right after this. Apparently, he's been like around for two years. Batman hasn't done much with his life. That's all Batman needs in order to make an impact around the community because that was the entire point of Batman is that he is not the sole savior of Gotham. You see what I'm saying? Where he, you know, if you really think about it, if you want the whole uh, one guy saves the city, it's actually not his, it's not Batman, right? It's uh, Bruce Wayne. Switch. And... I honestly believe that just because, you know, you're a trillionaire, you can go and play, uh, you know, let me just go beat on some black people. That's messed up, you yeah, know? Listen, as Donald Trump proved, being a trillionaire means you can save the world. Uh, you can be a superhero. And I think that's true for Bruce Wayne as it is true for Trump. It uh, was a very Republican movie. Uh, I'll say that much. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and as a Republican myself... Uh, <laughs> I, I completely support this film uh, and what it has to say about, uh, about, the, about the community. Let's talk about some uh, of the great music in this film. You know, the memorable, incredibly memorable soundtrack. Name one. 
There you go. No, I, I, it's a, the Batman Concerto in D minus. Okay, Ooh, as we all as we all know. Tip of the tongue, right? <laughs> as Hans Zimmer uh, has told us, and you know the great design of the new Batmobile, uh, the Bat Bicycle, uh, the bikes bi- Bicycle. You know what we're talking about? You know the scene I'm talking about. I know what the, you're talking about. The yeah. bicycle comes. <laughs> the one where like the wheels just keep turning and turning. Uh, what sound? It just it, it's an inefficient bike. I will tell you this. Whether you uh, love it or hate it, Batman or The Dark Knight has changed superhero cinema and cinema forever. And that brings us to the natural conclusion of this debate. Imagine, what did you really think of The Dark Knight? What do I really, really think? Yeah, actually think. It was okay. You know, like, (laughs) it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like... uh, you know the the fans of that movie really turns it off for me you know what i mean uh i i watched that movie in the cinemas at least six times wow yeah yeah like that that was legit and i i loved it because like every single time you watch that movie uh there's something that you just haven't noticed about that movie but then you always have that kind of frat boy that just goes like oh you know joker man he's the best i don't know why they keep quoting these lines right and i'm just like you know, you're ruining something for me over here. I think what you're describing here is something that's actually described in the movie as well. Uh, it's when Harvey Dent says, uh, you know, you either die the hero or live long enough to be the bad guy, right? Uh, and that's, Ironically so, yeah. That's, that is the most uh, quoted line uh, that the frat boys say. And it, 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 I understand it. Uh, I, I, I really love uh, The Dark Knight. I think people have talked about it ad nauseum. It's a fantastic film uh, Heath Ledger's a great Joker Nolan's a great director uh, it's, a, it's a movie I've seen I think I watched it like five times in the cinema as, as, as well uh, but I know what you're talking about there is like this it's not just The Dark Knight it was Christopher Nolan itself where people are like if you don't like his movies you're an idiot yeah, right yeah, like yeah. that's the kind of the thing that you go with right yeah. and you know Heath Ledger's uh, did a great performance and he died, so that became kind of a legendary performance as opposed to just a good performance. Yeah, you know, like, I, I felt like it was it was okay. Like, he did the character justice, but not to the extent of having this Oscar-recognizing performance. I, I don't see it. I, I really don't. I, I genuinely believe that whole lip-smacking thing just upset me so much. And I get that, you know, like, I, I read about it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he kept smacking his lips because, you know, the glue uh, on the makeup wasn't sticking right. So yeah. he just licked it to make sure that it doesn't fall off, right? It's it was a, smart, it's right? A performance choice. I don't know what you're talking about. Was okay. it really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what I read. And I was like, okay, that's that's kind of smart. But it's it's annoying. It really is annoying. It, it, ugh, especially from the fact that you see it all over social media, which is... Right. It's the go-to, yeah. like, if you see actor reels or, like, anybody trying to be an yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. they will always do their Heath Ledger, Joker. Always, yeah. Kind of. It's kind of changing now. It's You're getting the new version of the Joker a little yeah, bit, too, yeah. now. So, like, people really love doing the Joker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Joker thing. I feel like it's because, you know, uh, 
everyone that wants to start off as an actor always goes the menacing route. Yeah. You know what I mean? They think that's uh, the liberating way of crazy. acting, right? Yeah. You know, like that's how I get my artistic freedom flowing, yeah. you know? But it's all bullshit, right? Like all you're really doing is showing that you're stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're calm and controlled, yeah. that's what makes you seem like a good actor. That's why we have Michael Caine. Morgan Freeman, <laughs> like everyone that was calm and collective. Now right? that you talk about, I haven't seen Morgan Freeman licking his lips a lot in uh, in any movies. He's not doing the lip licking thing. Yeah, he does not do that, That's right? Michael Caine only did that when he got older because he is just really old now, right? Who, who's your favorite uh, Joker? Mark Hamill, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I love that guy. From the animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one that I grew up with, right? And then when I saw Jack Nicholson as uh, the Joker, that was amazing, yeah. right? Uh, I thought it was really cool because, yeah, he was wacky, but he was still that kind of uh, wacky gangster villain. He's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was so good. The makeup scared me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie because it looked like he had a mini hanger stuck in his mouth <laughs> the whole time, yeah. you know? And it used to terrify me because, yeah. like, I could only... I can only imagine how painful it would be. Yeah. Then I realized yeah, it was just prosthetics. <laughs> and uh, what about Heath Ledger? Uh, not Heath Ledger, sorry. Christian Bale. What about Christian Bale? I think he's amazing. But in the second installment, he was weird with his voice. I feel like he was trying to experiment a little bit more, right? And it just wasn't working. He doesn't actually have... If you watch those movies, the Batman trilogy or Nolan's trilogy, he doesn't have that much to do in them, really. Mm-hmm. You know, He does the voice and he, you know... But, uh, you know, those movies are tend to be more about the bad guys than they are about uh, him yeah, or his yeah, performance. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, at the end of the day, like, what does he do, right? He just stops, yeah. uh, you know, whatever that's going on, right? But what's going on is the main point of the story, right? Yeah. So they had to build that. Uh, but, like, I, I still feel like Christian Bale did justice when it came to uh, Batman because, let's be honest, uh, Batman was dying, Yeah. right, uh, up until Nolan and Bale came uh, yeah. into the scene you know what I mean no one really cared about DC movies no one really wanted to watch any after of like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever god uh, those were terrible people were I, you know, I enjoyed them growing up I'm gonna be I'm not as a kid as yeah a kid. they were great but They're watch really them again oh my god Uma Thurman was, was weird right it looked like she just had like a weird plant fetish going on right and then that Bane rendition oh man it's great what the hell was going on it was so <laughs> strange and Arnold Schwarzenegger had the worst, <laughs> the worst characters I've ever seen in my life. Ice to meet you. Ice to meet you. Hey, chill. chill. You know, it is like thick Austrian <laughs> accent. Oh, my God. He was a scientist. Yeah, that. he I mean, was a scientist. Right. Exactly. It's, you know, surprisingly, Schwarzenegger played a scientist in multiple movies. A uh, lot of movies. You know? yeah. like, who, who looked at that guy and was like, you know what? Scientist. And no one goes like, you know what? I feel like we should mention that. You know, he got the American passport. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> No, they just go like, I'm from New York. Really? Are, are you sure you're from New York? You know? Hey, chill. I'm from New York. <laughs> I'll be the governor of California. Well, what are you doing, man? Yeah, like I love that in movies, they, even Schwarzenegger in it, he's just a normal guy, and like he does not look like a normal person. He does not talk like a normal person. That they're just kind of like he's the dad, you know, everyday His dad. His head is the size of my torso. Like it's he's huge. He's a big, big dude. You know, like he shouldn't be a part of anything other than like Conan and Kindergarten Cop. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, that two, was the end of his two things. You know? But he just kept going. 
Uh, right? Terminator. Sure, Terminator yeah, was great. Like, he was perfect for Terminator yeah. because he is built like a cyborg, right? That's true. That's an invention. That yeah. is not from God. An Austrian yeah. cyborg. An, Aust- <laughs> an Austrian cyborg. I feel like that makes sense because he's not the scientist, yeah. you know? It's just the scientist that was trying to be a little quirky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all these scientists or developers yeah. or whatever, they always have that weird little quirk. Yeah, that makes you can see sense. that in games. You can see that in, uh, you know, computers. There's always that weird little Easter egg. You go like, ah, oh, uh, that's cute. Makes sense. The Austrian accent. For the Terminator was the scientist's little cute signature, I feel. I, I, I find it, like, if there was, like, a killer robot that came to kill me and had, like, an Austrian accent, I would, I think I would enjoy that a lot. You know, like a little exotic uh, killer robot. So if uh, if there was a Hitler robot, you'd just go, like, tee-hee-hee-hee? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> like a... <laughs> yeah, okay. The Big third guy. rank will rise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would do. Cool, cool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, but sorry, we're getting back to yeah, the sorry. dark night. Yes. Uh, you know, any closing thoughts? I give it an eight out of ten. Right, like yeah. if if audience aside and everything, if I just see it as a movie for what it is, yeah. it's an eight out of ten. Solid for its time. I think it, you know, it sustains over time, but yeah. it's not as good as people say. Okay. Uh, I would give it, I don't know, somewhere in the mid-nines, I think. Like, I'd give it a 9.5 or something. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think just the feelings that I had when I first saw it, like, you know, I was a young, youngish guy. Uh, <laughs> at the, at the little know, age of 47. 47. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I was absolutely, like, in love. I'd never seen anything like it. Like, you know, like, superhero movies can be this um since then yeah i mean the kind of the toxic fan culture kind of sucks and people talk about it way too much uh Mm. but uh, overall great film thank you for listening to this episode switch flicks thank you for joining us today match thank you for having me uh if you like this episode please like share subscribe your support is at the wind beneath our capes (laughs) 